Welcome back, everyone, to the Incomparables Game Night here on the Incomparable Game Show podcast feed. I'm Brian Hamilton, and joining me tonight for a rousing game of Mind Trap, I have six people, two teams of three, who have very graciously and valiantly volunteered to do brain teasers on the internet for your amusement. On Team Great, I have with me tonight Kathy Campbell. How's it going, Kathy? Uh, what am I doing here again? Uh, we'll figure that out together. Dan Morin is also here. Uh, the square root of negative 37. Oh, Joy, you have a brain. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, do I? (laughs) And joining us also on Team Great is Marisa McClellan. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I really hope there's some canning questions because that's about all I'm good at. <laughs> These mason jars are now. I, I I certainly hope <laughs> that we have something here for you. And also here we have team two. <laughs> we have team two. T O O. Joined on team two is Tony Sindelar. How you doing? I'm good, Brian. When is a nerd not a nerd? Um, never. This is not. This is your game show. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> We have Jean McDonald also on team two. How you doing? I'm doing great. You're against your Sestra tonight. Yes. Mwahaha. We have a lot of uh, opposites, uh, as you will know when you introduce our next team member. And we have Scott McNulty against his loving wife. How are you doing? (laughs) Uh, I'm great. I'd like to point out that uh, you cannot take a square root of a negative number. Yes, that is an imaginary (laughs) number. Hopefully that does not come up in this. Use your imagination, Scott. I only like real numbers. (laughs) This actually turned out to be a really great, like, against, like, team versus team. We have Tony and Dan who have their history, and G and I have their (laughs) history, and Scott and Marissa have their history. I also would like it to be known, for the record, Scott and I are, of course, nemeses. This is well established fact. Mm -hmm. Yes. You've solved the first brain teaser. Congratulations, Kathy. You get a point. No, you do not. Enemies, friends, and married. <laughs> Which really is like enemies and friends all at one. Hey now, Buster. Yeah. <laughs> Mind Trap is a card game of brain teasers in that I, I have a stack of cards here with brain teasers on them. How this will work is I will ask each team a brain teaser. They will have time to deliberate it, try to figure it out together, make diagrams if necessary. And if they get the answer right, as per the card, uh, they will get two points. If they do not get the answer, the other team can also deliberate for a much shorter period of time for one point if they get it right, because I'll have more time to have figured it out while the other team is doing it. We're going to play for about an hour before we decide on a winner. Uh, let's begin with team two, because they are not second in our hearts. Tony, Gene, and Scott, I'm going to ask you a brain teaser. Feel free to deliberate it together as you will. No. Shadow purchased (laughs) two cigars, which together cost $1.10. One cigar cost $1 more than the other. What were the individual prices of the two cigars? I'm I'm getting a pencil. (laughs) I I just got regular paper. Now, I've been studying for the GRE. I did not realize that this is going to just be a a continuation of the torture that is studying for the GRE. But could you you repeat that uh, supposed brain teaser? (laughs) Yes, I will absolutely repeat the question as many times as you want. Uh, There's also a stipulation in the rules. I can answer yes or no questions about the result. So feel free to do so as you will. Is the result fun? 
<laughs> yes. Shadow purchased two cigars, which together cost $1.10. One cigar cost $1 more than the other. What were the individual prices of the two cigars? Okay, team. Well, this seems... Uh, it seems really straightforward, right? Like a too simple. Yes. There's a trick to it. I've done this one before, and I don't remember it. The Can trick. we really delve into why this person's name is Shadow? That's what I'm really interested <laughs> in. I want to know the backstory. It's American Gods. So, is there any reason why it's n- why it is not a dollar five and five cents? Um, I don't know. No, I think that's right. I think the trick. I think you're supposed to. If you don't think about it, it's like ten cents and a dollar, and then that's wrong. So I think. Gene, unless you've tricked me, you're right. <laughs> Which I, I agree. You two are right. Congratulations. You have received your first two points. Yes. Okay, hold on. Wait a second. Let's go into the economics of one cigar costing a buck five or <laughs> costing five cents. Because that's Dan, Dan, you're not going to like this game. <laughs> Dan, Dan, let us go into the. You, you want to know about the character Shadow, and then you want to explore the economics of cigars. I'm world building, Tony. Dan, world building is just lies. That's right. We're not playing D&D, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Why not, Scott? It's <laughs> a good question. That's, that's a brain trap. teaser. <laughs> two points for team two. Uh, congratulations on your first win. Team great. Are you ready for your first brain teaser, Kathy, Dan, and Marisa? Clearly not. Yes. Sure. While playing with a metal washer-shaped like a ring... Susie accidentally pushed it onto her finger too far and couldn't get it off. Trying to remove it using soap and water didn't work. The hospital sent her to a... (laughs) Wow, okay. (laughs) She went to the hospital, I guess. Is this an actual person? Are we helping somebody? (laughs) So listener listener Susie will be on the way. Yeah, this one... Your answer to this one is very (laughs) time-sensitive. Please please hang up and dial 911. (laughs) Uh, trying to remove the ring using soap and water didn't work. The hospital sent her to a service station thinking they could cut the metal. Unfortunately, the metal was made with a specifically hardened steel, so it couldn't be cut. Just then, <laughs> Professor Quantum arrived. What? Okay, just then, <laughs> Professor Quantum arrived on the scene and suggested an easy way to remove the washer in just a few minutes. What was his solution to removing the metal washer from Susie's finger? All right. Um, well, cut off her finger, right? That's, that's that's what we're all thinking. I mean, that's obviously the answer. Yeah, his name is not Professor Cannibal, Dan. <laughs> eat it, Tony. Well, if you're going to cut a finger off, you might as well eat it. Yeah, Dan, now you're wasting fingers? Maybe he kept it as a trophy. <laughs> Professor Quantum travels the realms. You know what? I'm really glad that I'm not looking like the weirdo here when I brought up cannibals. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. All right, well, okay. So some sort of like other lubrication like oil or butter was that where people i feel like this uh, what was what was the name of the professor who suggested the solution professor quantum that is irrelevant Okay. okay. It's okay. not like a, yeah, like a, there's a quantum state where she didn't put it on her Could finger. Could you uh, give us a backstory on Professor Quantum? What are his likes, dislikes? <laughs> yes. I think he's a ripoff of Professor X, frankly. Let's all agree. I mean, yeah, that's obvious. Well, so she's, is it the fact that she's at a service station? Like, is there something like, you know, some sort of pre- tire pressure? I don't know. Or, oh, man. Or, okay, so 
can we hear the first part up until Professor Quantum arrives? Yes, indeed. Uh, Susie was playing with a metal washer shaped like a ring. Uh, She pushed it onto her finger too far and couldn't get it off. Trying to remove it using soap and water didn't work. The hospital sent her to a service station thinking they could cut the metal, but they could not cut the metal. And then Professor Quantum arrived on the scene for some reason because his bat signal went off. Wait, wait. Is it... Is it that string solution where you tuck a string under it and use that to unravel the ring? Quantum suggested that Susie hold her finger in the air while somebody wound a string, a piece of string tightly around her finger just above the metal ring. The string forced the swelling down. As they unwound the string from the end nearest the ring, someone else slid the ring up. They continued winding and unwinding the string until the ring could be easily removed. Good job. Two points for Team Great. (laughs) Excellent. I'm just I'm just wow. suspicious of the professor and how he even got into the service station. <laughs> yeah, what kind of what kind of doctorate does he have? He's clearly not a medical doctor. Well, no, hey, it said professor, not doctor. So we don't know that he has, he was fair. a doctor at all or what kind of professor he was. I think we should talk to the mechanic. I am truly surprised that he was there at all. <laughs> professor Quantum clearly studied string theory. Let's all agree. <laughs> I think that's the joke. Welcome to Team 2's second question. Oh, hello. Miss Patience is babysitting 10 children. She mm-hmm. has a jar with only 10 crackers in it, and all mm-hmm. the children want to have a cracker, but they also want Miss Patience to leave one cracker in the jar. Without cracking herself... <laughs> what? Without cracking huh? herself. Cracking is in quotes. Okay. How is Miss Patience able to give each child a cracker and still leave one in the jar? Hmm... Leave one in the jar. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> because Professor Quantum's coming by later. <laughs> I'm really concerned about the ratio of caregivers to children. Um, also, don't children need more than one cracker? I don't know. I'm not a parent. These are very large crackers. <laughs> very small children. Um, <laughs> so without cracking her... So can't she just break one cracker in half and then leave that in the jar? Is That, that seems too obvious. But Each child gets one full cracker it, they, there is an integer number of crackers for each child hmm. and it is one uh, hmm. so she kills one of the children oh god <laughs> <laughs> I knew someone was going to say it I, and I knew it was going to be Scott um, I, was just, I was just hoping it would take longer <laughs> it's the obvious solution <laughs> it's, it's always child death with him so much child death um, I mean, just reiterating here each child gets a cracker and one is left in the jar and there's 10 children and 10 crackers. Does one of the children have to eat a cracker in the jar? Is this <laughs> How big a jar are we talking, Brian? <laughs> yes. Congratulations, you just got two more points. Oh, look at this. Simply gave nine of the children a cracker and the 10th child received the jar with the last cracker in it. <laughs> I don't... I don't think that works, but I'll take, I'll take my points. We'll take the points. Yeah, I'll take my points. Be quiet, Tony. Be quiet. I can't imagine that the children were happy with that solution, but I guess the writers of Mind Trap were. I found this game in a thrift store about a year ago and have been wanting to play it on the incomparable ever since. And this episode is living up to my expectations perfectly. <laughs> mm. That's right. We're the thrift store of game shows. <laughs> oh, Scott, Scott, you're like my thrift store friends. Uh, Aww. <laughs> Aww. Team Great, are you ready with your next Mind Trap question? 
Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. I don't know why I'm asking as if anyone would say no, but you know, <laughs> please, please just just let us go, you madman. Haha, <laughs> 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 he's trapped your mind. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I just Ooh. like the idea that Brian is some sort of diabolical serial killer and we're all just trying to escape and it's just like he just keeps asking us very pleasantly brain teasers <laughs> <laughs> while cutting off your fingers <laughs> in one of my super fun mini games and murdering children. No, not again. <laughs> there have been many amendments in the U.S. Constitution during the last 100 years. I would like to reiterate, this came out in 1980-some? There have been many amendments to the U.S. Constitution over the last 100 years. One of the most controversial items regarded the transfer of power should, the heads, should one of the heads of state die while in office. If the Vice President of the United States and the Speaker of the House of Representatives should die while in office, who becomes the President? The president pro tem of the Senate, I believe. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, hold on. Can I get the last part again? If who dies? If the vice president of the United States and the speaker of the House of Representatives should die uh, while in office, then who becomes the president? The president is the still the president. president. He is not Congratulations, yet. you get four. Uh, four. You are at <sighs> four points. Two more points Yay! for team great. Stupid phrasing. We're all tied up. Four, four. Four for each team. And if each team has four points, but one's still supposed to be left in the jar, how can you divvy up the points? <laughs> By murdering Scott. <laughs> Always oh, no. the answer. What did Scott have to do with that? He knows well, what he, he did. He wanted to kill the baby. <laughs> That's right. Team two, Tony, Jean, and Scott. <clears throat> Granny Smith, who was leaving Montreal, boarded a train at four minutes past the hour. Oh, God. <laughs> After boarding, she stuck her head out the window and shouted to the ticket man, How far are we from Toronto? All trains take five hours either way, he replied. How many trains shall I meet on the way? asked Granny. A train leaves Toronto at five minutes past the hour every hour, answered the ticket man. How many trains will Granny Smith meet? All right, just I'm just going to say, please read that again. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. She stuck her head out the window and shouted to the ticket man, how far are we from Toronto? All trains take five hours either way, he replied. How many trains shall I meet on the way? A train leaves Toronto at five minutes past the hour every hour. How many trains will Granny Smith meet? We don't know where she's leaving from, or do we? Uh, from Montreal. Montreal. Oh, sorry. And her train from Montreal leaves at four past the hour? Four past the hour. Okay. The relationship cannot be determined from the information given. Ah, That's a GRE joke. Hey! (laughs) That's a G-R-E-A-T joke, Scott. I don't don't know how I feel about new GRE edition, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this is just a passing phase. (laughs) I hope so, too. (laughs) I hope hope he passes as well. Is everyone else drawing little pictures with trains? Because otherwise, I'm going to be mad if it's just me. (laughs) Uh, Can can we have the question again, please? (laughs) Could you, Brian, could you, uh, could you read the question like it's a little song? <laughs> How far are we from Toronto? Five hours either way. Hey! Okay, so five hours to get from Montreal to Toronto. Uh, a train leaves Toronto at five minutes past the hour every hour. How many trains will she see on the way to Toronto? What time is her train leaving? Uh, Do we know? Four minutes past the hour. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what time of day. There's going to be X number of trains. 
And it's not going to be five because that would be too easy. Or is it? (laughs) It's not too easy. (laughs) But it may not be the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's going to pass them somewhere in the middle, presumably, unless we don't even know. And I don't even know if that matters. I'm going to be very upset if this is uh, not actually a math problem, but you have to uh, figure out some twist in the middle. I will uh, confirm that, that I, I will confirm that this is a math problem. I'm reading the answer, okay. and it's like this is the thing that this is happening. Mm. All right, good. Thank goodness. Here, all right. I'm going to try and talk it out because I tried doing it on paper and it didn't work. So this is going to be like doing it on paper, but with more inaccuracies, but with your help. <laughs> so let's say that she leaves at noon. She's leaving at noon uh noon and four minutes right mm-hmm. uh the, there is going to be a train that just left from toronto that's like literally just going to get it's going to get to montreal at noon and five minutes right right and then she's going to keep going so she's seen one train she's going to see mm-hmm. a train that gets that's at uh at like 105 at 205 mm-hmm. at 305 at 405 uh, and then she's going to get to Toronto at 5.04 before seeing a next train. By my count, that is five trains. I can't really refute that. I was really hoping that I had done something wrong and you would tell me what it is. <laughs> well, I haven't drawn the wheels on the trains yet, but I've drawn little smokestacks on them. <laughs> You've super fig- figured out the, cig- the cigar one, and I was like, can a cigar cost zero dollars? <laughs> uh, there you go. Now, does she, uh, does she count the train that she is on? As seeing a train. She does not. All right. And this is just a math problem. This is not something confusing about how many trains you're going to meet. And it's like, she's not meeting any trains. They're on the other tracks nearby. Um, it's just that she sees yes. them. Yes. Uh, I, uh, that seems fine to me. I don't know if it's right, but I don't know the right answer. So, so if that is your final answer, I agree with you. I do not <laughs> understand the logic on the card. So I will give team greats a brief chance to figure this one out as well, because I can't. Okay, so quick question. The answer of five is incorrect. Is that what you're saying? The answer of five is technically incorrect. I still want to give you a point for that, because that sounds logical. Okay, because I was thinking there are six trains, because when she arrives in the station, another train will be leaving a minute after. I I think, yeah, I kind of get where you're going with that. Like, if one left at five past the hour and it took five hours to arrive again if she's leaving at 1204 and there's a train that left at um 705 would that train arrive before she left would there be a train pulling into the station as she's leaving or as she's leaving and then as she pulls into the other training other train station at 504 one would be leaving at 505 which means that it would already be there oh see i didn't i didn't i i said that didn't count i mean obviously that train's there but it hasn't left yet they haven't met you can only meet a train when it's in motion canon (laughs) (laughs) really hey do i make up train laws no i just enforce them with brutal efficiency i was thinking that it was four trains because if we're discounting the trains that she sees leaving the station and then arriving at the station they're pass she's passing four 
trains while in transit is what I was thinking the answer was. So we're pretty convinced they're off by one. We're, we're pretty <laughs> good. With, I mean, yes. it seems, can we all agree as a panel that the numbers four, five, and six are reasonable? <laughs> <laughs> no, no trains. The grandma is blind. Nobody mentioned that. Team Great has not gotten any closer to the solution on the card. I would like to oh. give Team Two... Oh. One point for figuring out the logical explanation, but I would like to read to you now what is on the card. Okay. This is not going to make me feel good about trains or Montreal, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Nine trains. When Granny Smith leaves Montreal, there are four trains on the way and a fifth just starting out. Also, the train will, uh, another train will leave one fifth the distance. So all the math you did saying that there is four on the way. And then the five that you figured out were there because of the hourly times, etc. I don't know why there's already four trains on the track. This card is bogus. Uh, huh. Oh. Four trains are already on the way. What time is she leaving? It, it doesn't say. Just four <laughs> past the hour. That's the thing. They don't say, like, the train station started at 9 p.m. Well, but it says they leave one leaves every hour. Well, if she is leaving, right, uh, the train station, several trains have already left the other train station. And trains leave as she's traveling, so she Right, meets- but we don't know how long it's been since they started traveling that we're counting, because for some reason this is counting five more, or four more, and I don't know why those are. No, I think it, it's, I think it's, it's right, I just don't like it. Yeah, yeah I don't like right. it either. You get one point for doing the reasonable thing, uh, team two. Congratulations to you. <laughs> There are always four trains in transit. Yeah. Uh, listeners, feel free to tweet us uh, <laughs> explanations because this makes no sense whatsoever. I don't get it whatsoever. We're all very stupid people. Well, yes. she she leaves at 12.04. There's already the 12.00, the uh, whatever, five 11.05. hours before that. Uh, so that's right. 7.05. Uh, 7.05, right? And then the 12.05 is also leaving, so she's going to meet those are two. And then the the 8.05 is already on the track, and the 1.05 is going to be leaving, so that's four, and then and so on. Wait, but if, she, if her trip only takes five hours, how could she encounter more than... Well, because, Dan, because you're going trains. in opposite directions, right? Is because that, five trains have left before she yes. If you think about it, she's going to... You're basically going to pass a train, like... Every 30 minutes. Less than every... Right. right. Less than every hour. So... Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Math is dumb. So, we have evidence here uh, recorded for the internet that you are all smarter than me because I still have no idea why this is the answer. Someone will make us a gif. Someone will make us a gif. (laughs) Great. Here is your mind trap so we can never talk about trains again. Oh, no. This one's also about trains. No! There is a grandfather (laughs) clock that chimes at the appropriate number of times to indicate the hour as well as chiming once at each quarter hour. If you were in the other room and heard the longest clock chime just once, what would be the longest period of time you would have to wait in order to be certain it is the correct time? What? Wait, hang on. If you were in the other room and heard the clock chime just once, what would the longest period of time you would have to wait in order to be certain of the correct time? Oh, okay. I see so what you're saying. At twelve fifteen, it would ring once until one forty-five. 
wait, I think we need Brian to read that read that one more time just because I feel like the the phrasing is a little specific and, and I want to make sure I got it. You can tell this is written by the most pedantic people. <clears throat> there is a grandfather clock that chimes at the appropriate number of times to indicate the hour as well as chiming once at each quarter hour. If you were in the other room and heard the clock chime just once, what would be the longest period of time you would have to wait in order to be certain of the correct time? Okay, so the problem is that it chimes once on every quarter hour, but if it's also one o'clock, it only chimes once on the hour as well. Yeah. Right. So it's an hour and 45 minutes, right? So it chimes at 12, and then if you hear it at 12.15, the next time you'll be certain... Is two o'clock. I would tend yeah. to agree, yeah. Yes, that's correct. I will give you two points for that. This is saying the 90 minutes between 12.15 and one forty-five because of the exact reasons you said. So congratulations, team great. You have received so the another 90, two wait, The 90 minutes between 12.15 and one forty-five. Yes. Once yes. you have heard seven single chimes, you would uh, know that the next uh, time would be two chimes for two o'clock. Yeah. I'm still giving you that because you did the right mental leaps to figure that out. Although you came to the wrong Except- answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Oh, Scott. I'm just saying. You get negative points. No, Scott. Scott. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Team two, you're up next. Ari Gant boasts to Professor Quantum and Dr. Prod that he is the best chess player of the three. In the upcoming chess tournament between, between Ari, Quantum, and Prod, Ari claims that of the three games they will play, he will probably win all three, but definitely two in a row. Ari knows that Professor Quantum usually bests him, but hasn't had any problem defeating Dr. Prod. What is the best way for Ari to play his opponents so that he has the best chance of definitely winning two in a row? Should he play Quantum, Prod, Quantum? Or should he play Prod, Quantum, Prod? I will read that again if you would like. Uh I think I would like that. Yep. That's (laughs) 50-50. He will, um, Ari claims that he will probably win all three, but he will definitely win two in a row. Ari knows that Professor Quantum usually beats him, but hasn't had any problem defeating Dr. Prod. What is the best way for Ari to play his opponents so that he has the best chance of succeeding and beating two in a row? Mm. Okay. So I think I think it's it's to play uh Dr. Quad twice. Um and it's the trick is that you think it's better to play the guy that's guaranteed once, but then he only mm-hmm. has one chance at the person that he doesn't have a great chance at. So everything rides on that middle game versus if he plays Dr. Quantum first and last, he just has to win one of those games and, and then the, the gimme game against the guy in the middle. He's got two in the round. Uh, You've, you've convinced me. This is, this is with no knowledge of how chess tournaments work and and the assumption that there's not some single elimination shenanigans. Uh, I'm assuming this is a (laughs) snake draft. Um, that's a thing I say around (laughs) sports or in this case, chess. 
a sport of nerds. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, Tony. You have solved the brain Yay! teaser. The sport of kings. Since Ari claimed he would definitely win two games in a row, out of a possible three games played, it is imperative that he wins the second game to fulfill, to fulfill his claim. Since he has an easier time defeating Dr. Prod, it would be wisest to play Dr. Prod in the second game. Congratulations, Tony. Yay. Yay. Team two is in the lead now with seven points. Six points just behind them is Team Great. Team Great, are you That's ready right. to take on the next challenge? Oh, yeah. Yes. D Scepter. Oh, I get it. It's Deceptor. <laughs> okay. It's spelled D E E S E P T O R. Well, obviously, D is a proper name, and you can't just have an initial. Oh, of course not. That would be way too easy. D Scepter. God. I'm so angry that they wrote that on a card and printed it and sold it. And now it's official and everything. <laughs> D. Scepter, the famous musician, turned to Hardy Piles. Hard, what pun is that? Hardy Piles? H-A-R-D-Y-P-Y-L-E-S. Do they all have to be puns? Can't some of them just be stupid? I wish they were stupid. <laughs> I really wish so I didn't have to stumble over my words reading the card. D. Scepter, the famous musician, turned to Hardy Piles and said he would perform his latest trick by turning water into wine. He went to the fridge, pulled out a tray of ice, and filled a wine glass with cubes. As an afterthought, he took one of the ice cubes from the glass for Hardy to taste. Then he put the velvet box over the glass as Hardy crunched the cube, satisfying himself that it was frozen water. Deceptor claimed he had to concentrate on the glass for a period of time to perform this feat. Later, D lifted the box and Hardy drank the contents of the glass. Sure enough, it was wine. How did he do it? Did he just give him one ice cube that was water and the rest were wine? Yeah. I mean, his name's Deceptor. I wouldn't trust anything that guy does. <laughs> right. You did it. True enough. <laughs> wow, I didn't even need to read it twice. Deceptor had filled all but one of the slots of the ice cube with white wine. <laughs> yes. Hardy only tasted the one cube of frozen water. That was the... That was mm, wow. Very, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carefully censor what I was going to say. That was very clever. I don't approve of that. But they drank it on a train, so oh. that's what made it more complicated. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the, this magician who's just keeping frozen wine. In his, well, he's a musician. Was he a musician and or a magician. a magician? That was, you know. Hmm. Team two, you are up. When Sandy Beach, God damn it! When Sandy Beach, oh. <laughs> this game is about driving Brian slowly insane. He just hasn't realized it yet. <laughs> this is a podcast hosted by you all to drive me up a wall. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Ryan. <laughs> no, <laughs> recording. Recording. Brian, you left Montreal on a train at one oh four p.m. Brian, you're missing your train. <laughs> How many ice cubes would be uh, made of wine? How many lights are there? <laughs> when Sandy Beach was six years old, she hammered a nail into her favorite tree to mark her height. Whoa, whoa, that's not okay. That, that is not how you mark your height, Sandy Beach. <laughs> Ten years later, at 16, Sandy returned to see how much higher the nail was. If the tree grew by five centimeters each year, how much higher would the nail be? That's not how trees work. <laughs> I don't think that is how trees work. Yeah, I would like to submit that that's not how trees work. Uh, how do trees work, Tony? They, they grow up. They don't. They, the nail is not going to move up. 
The nail is just where you left the nail, <laughs> jerk. Don't put nails in trees. Yeah, Sandy. <laughs> the nail would be at the same height since trees grow at their tops. Yeah. W- Sandy, Yay, Sandy, kid. Sandy, first off, learn how trees work. First first off, <laughs> stop putting nails in them. She was six when she well, did it. Still, don't put six-year-olds, if you're listening, Glenn's kids, in the past. Don't put nails in trees. That's right. And uh, get that, look at a jar, you'll find a cracker, kids. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. If that one kid yeah, didn't take Brian, it. Brian, next time, maybe we could uh, we could change that puzzle to be about, like, she's put, like, a, a, a tap in it for maple syrup. That's wholesome. There's no mm, nails delicious. in trees in that one. Yeah, Wholesome. There is a literal hole in the tree. Yeah. You you put that on a, a pancake, it's it's practic- practically a breakfast tie into your other podcast. Tony, I, I got a question for you. How do you want to die? <laughs> Dan, don't love your new catchphrase. (laughs) Your voice is far too jovial for that catchphrase. All right, for no points and for everyone to groan the answer out together, what is the third hand on a watch or clock called? Marvin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with Scott. (laughs) The second hand hand called the second second hand. hand. Yeah, no points there. (laughs) Team Great. Are you ready for your next uh, brain teaser? Yes. Yes. Why would you let us go, you monster? I'm still mad that my answer was just, that's not how trees work. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you interrupted my my mathematical uh, calculations. Even though I knew that's not how trees work, I thought that the answer was still going to be stupid about, (laughs) you know, well... Don't count the first year because it's every year after that that it grows or something like that. I don't know. So far, every time I've tried to do math, Gene, it has led us astray. And every time you've done math, we've gotten the right answer. So <laughs> once a year, Dr. Quantum shows up, takes all the nails out of the tree, <laughs> nails them at higher heights. Guys, let's put some string on this tree and then <laughs> see if we can get the ring off of the tree. But they're all inside the tree. Oh. Whoa. All right. Team great. The maker doesn't want it. The buyer doesn't use it. And the user doesn't see it. What is it? Is this is this uh, a riddle or is this like communist propaganda? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, a little of okay, column so- A, a little of column B, Torish. <laughs> so the maker doesn't... Want it. Make it. What? Want it. Want it. The buyer doesn't use it, and the user doesn't see it. What is it? S- software. The answer is software. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was just thinking that. Apps. Not so, in the 80s, though. I said software instead of apps to make it, you know, 1980s appropriate. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the buyer doesn't use Okay, so... <sighs> The maker doesn't want it, the buyer doesn't use it, and the user doesn't see it. So the buyer and the user are clearly separate people, right? Right. Well, I'm wondering if it's like um, silkworms. Because oh. like the silkworms don't want it. Like it's their poop, basically. <laughs> the buyer is like the people that take the silk thread and make the the like weave it together arguably they're using it to make something right and at that point they're the maker okay so that didn't work darn it okay 
this is now it's going to be something i think you're on the yeah. right you, you're you're i was good thinking with the like the maker excuse yeah, because yeah i'm not gonna lie the first thing as soon as you said the maker doesn't want it i was like you're in <laughs> Speak uh, yeah yourself. i was thinking like feces there too <laughs> i was like who's buying that i'm a little worried now i have a lot of jars <laughs> Hey now, no urine in my jars. Um, no urine in my jars. Why does that have like a practice way of saying? It? I was thinking, is it something intan like intangible, like insurance or mm. I don't know. Insurance is pretty good. That's a good guess. That is a good guess. Or like air in the trees, but that's not it because they're not they're not buying oxygen. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of circling. Or like bark dust. Um, yeah, but the user would still see it. Yeah. Unless it's a proverbial, like doesn't notice it. But is there, is there, are there any words that we can bind here? The first thing that popped in my head was something like watchmaker, right? Like, is there, is there some sort of language based trick to this? something maker i'm gonna need an answer from team great before i pass it over to team two for their shot at the answer do you have anything uh, the next best thing i was thinking of sort of building on where you came from kathy was like a like a cobweb or a spider web again there's yeah. not really a buyer there but it's sort of the best thing i could think yeah, of uh, that's a good enough answer for a throwaway yeah i got nothing i'm so sorry that is not the answer team two do you have any idea for the maker doesn't want it, the buyer doesn't use it, and the user doesn't see it? I feel like working back from things you don't see is helpful. Mm-hmm. But um, the answer? <laughs> <laughs> this game? <laughs> this game. Yeah. <laughs> we got there at the same time. Great minds. Hmm. Podcasts. Yeah. Hey, I'm making this podcast and I want it. I know. That's a that actually is a good starting point as well. What would you make that you wouldn't want? What would you spend the time to make uh, that you wouldn't know. want? It would Some probably sort be of waste product. I Brian, assume. If they exactly. Don't get it, I have another guess. Um, I'm going to give you really. just a little bit of time, uh, team yeah. two, before we revert back to Kathy's next answer. This is this Kathy's next answer is for no points uh, according to the rules. I just yes, want to yes. uh, yeah, figure no that out. Yes, right, okay. But I still want to kill dragon yeah. rights. She doesn't care yes. about points. She cares oh, about. She does. Oh, I totally answering the question. Uh, I don't know. But a buyer is a really weird thing in the middle of that because yeah, I agree. It, it makes it a commercial t- transaction. Where before you could think of a, you know, some kind of natural process that just... I'm wondering if it's... So. I mean, maybe we're overly focused on, like, nouns uh, or on, like, physical objects. Could it be something like excuses? <laughs> no, a lie. A lie, maybe. Is that it? Yeah. I'm going to need an answer, team. Which one are you, team two? You yes. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. All right, Kathy, for no points, what was your next guess? Uh, gasoline. Uh, the maker doesn't want it. The buyer doesn't use it. The user doesn't see it. A coffin. Uh, oh. I like how gasoline is not quite a coffin. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I have point of order. What if you buy your own coffin? Uh, you wouldn't buy it when you're alive. I, yeah, I in fact, can. I have read a book in which that is a central plot point. Oh, Dan, you <laughs> and your books. My grandparents owned a funeral home, and we know many that 
bought their coffin and then they just had the receipt and so it was pre-purchased so <laughs> when they go. died their children didn't have to buy it but they didn't see it until they were an actual user oh they totally but until saw they were it. using it you have to test drive them personal funeral experiences aside that was our first miss of the game for team great mm. that puts our scores at team two at nine and team great at eight it rhymes Woo-hoo. because this is a brain teaser that means it is team two's turn with this brain teaser which will rhyme which one of the following words does not belong with the others and why are you ready uh y'all should have a yeah. uh, paper and pencil <laughs> okay we do we do lay them on me father aunt sister cousin mother uncle i'll read one more time father I'm crying uncle here aunts sister cousin mother uncle team two you're all right so my first thought is the fourth word cousin is the only one that's Mm -hmm. not gendered um this Mm -hmm. is assuming that brian actually says aunt and not like aunt like an insect depending on his weird new jersey accent it is (laughs) a-u-n-t like the familiar relation yes yes Easy, easy, Jersey. Oh, oh, oh. Cousin has three vowels and all the rest have two. Oh. Interesting. I was going to say, there's father, mother, uncle, aunt. Um, Cousin, not gendered, of course, but sister, where's brother? Why is brother not on this list? That's not the question, but... (laughs) My brother also only has two, two vowels. I like my vowel answer. It may not be right, but I, I like it. <laughs> did, you, did did your vowel answer arrive at the same answer as me, but for different reasons? It was cousin. We don't like cousin. We don't like cousin. We don't yeah. like cousins, canonically. I'll give that to you because yeah. Tony had the right answer. Cousin does not belong since all the others refer to a specific gender. Congratulations. It also has one more vowel than this. <laughs> Which is actually kind of a, a weird uh, American thing, right? So, you know. Yes. Team two rocketing ahead with 11 points versus team greats eight. Team great, you are up for your catch up moment. Not mustard, but catch up. Thanks, 1980s gender laws about words. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't catch up because we only have two points. Yeah, but if they miss one, we can steal. Yeah. 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 Not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the last question. <laughs> Captain Frank was passing through a small town when he decided to get a haircut, as you do, I guess. There was only one barber shop in town and employed two barbers. If there's not a twist on this, I'm super angry. (laughs) One of the barbers had a nice, neatly trimmed head of hair, and the other looked like his hair had been cut with a pair of hedge clippers. Which of the two barbers should Captain Frank choose to cut his hair, and why? Would you like a repeat? The one with the the bad haircut. Because that means that the other guy... No, no, that one's... Guys... That that one's an alcoholic. They you got to read between the lines. <laughs> okay, Tony, you're not on this team. Hush. Fair enough. Tony's on all teams. Yeah, yeah go, Brian, can you read? Can you read it again, please? One of the barbers had a nice, neatly trimmed head of hair, and the other looked like his hair had been cut with a pair of hedge clippers. Which of the two barbers should Captain Frank choose to cut his hair, and why? Presumably, the one with the worst. Haircut because yes. they cut the other guys here. Yes. You did it. Exactly. Congratulations. 
I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing Ooh. something because it was drowned out a little bit missing by Team step. Two making comments from the peanut gallery. That was a literal yeah. Dubai Friday bit a few weeks ago where you get your hair cut by the person with the worst haircut. Yep. yep. The worst haircut. Yeah, because yep. that's the world's uh, oldest brain teaser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is the world's oldest game. Some of these cards are yellow. Trick question. <laughs> Captain Frank is bald. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Didn't see that coming, did you? Wait, wait, twist. One, uh, Captain, one of the... Uh, the people is edward scissorhands and <laughs> has actual hedge clippers for his hands also captain frank is a barber Trick answer one of the the guy with the weird hair is <laughs> professor quantum and he's <laughs> real bad at cutting hair <laughs> yeah but he's really good at splitting hairs yeah. Ooh. <laughs> good night everybody next question for team two mm-hmm. when the day after tomorrow is yesterday today will be as far from wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. Oy, oy, oy. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to... I'd like, can we have another easy barber riddler, please? Yes. <laughs> what goes up a chimney down, but can't go down a chimney up? <laughs> the maker tomorrow. doesn't want the day after tomorrow. <laughs> because it's a terrible movie. movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like being on the same wavelength as this day, and it scares me. <clears throat> You're welcome. When the day after tomorrow is yesterday, today will be as far from Wednesday as today was from yester. From <laughs> my eyes glazed over like three words Brian, in. Brian, I think you. I think you have to be able to read it through. You have to be able to read it through twice without messing up before we have to answer it. <laughs> that should be a condition. That is, I, yeah, that I'm, I'm making up rules on your game show. <laughs> No, I, I need I, I need that whole thing reread. Come on. Yeah, and I, I need it uh, slowly and uh, with uh, as few giggle breaks as possible. When? A little faster. <laughs> Fewer giggle breaks. When the day after tomorrow is yesterday, today will be as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. Oh my god. What is the day after this day? I tried to sketch this out and it's literally I'm just gonna go with my brain. tomorrow. The day after <laughs> today is tomorrow. I will, I will tell you that the answer is a specific day of the week. Oh. Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> so team team ignore these. Ignore uh and let's let's talk about this. When the day after tomorrow is yesterday. Today will right. be as far from Wednesday as what is that last part? Will be uh, as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. Uh, which is a terrible run on yes. sentence. I can't parse that. I'm sorry, team. <laughs> um, hold on. No, um, draw draw some boxes. And, and amuse yourself, Tony, and we'll figure this out. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think it's figure outable. I just don't know if it's figure outable in the context of a podcast. Oh, Meanwhile, we're giving team great all the ideas. All right, well, let me make sure I've got this right. When the day after tomorrow is yesterday, mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. will be as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. That is exactly it. Okay. Day before I, yesterday. I still don't know what it is, but at least I wrote it down. Do I get a point for that? Uh, no, but you will be credited in the official academic paper for transcript <laughs> for transcribing the question. Excellent. I'll Wait, the day before yesterday. When the day before yesterday was tomorrow, that's today, right? 
The day before yesterday. Mm. Let, let me add in an article to make this make a little bit more sense. When the day after tomorrow is yesterday, today will be as far blah, 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 was from Wednesday when from the Wednesday when the day before tomorrow was tomorrow. Or, you know, what? I'm not going to add an article. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, that, that just cleared everything up. Uh, uh, the day after tomorrow. So the day. When are your GRE, Scott? Uh, I'm, I'm canceling. Uh, I am clearly an idiot. <laughs> what day of the um, week are they on? <laughs> uh, Flip's day. Um. So let's see. If today is Monday, the day after tomorrow. So that would be Tuesday, Wednesday is yesterday. So then that would be Thursday. Today will be as far from Wednesday as the day before yesterday was today. Is that right? I don't think that's the final bit. I don't know. Uh, the let's final just pick bit a had some extra thing, I think. Yeah, we have a one in seven chance. <laughs> it's probably not Wednesday, so... <laughs> one in six. Um. <laughs> but it could be Wednesday. That could be the trick. <laughs> yeah, let's just guess a day. This is painful. <laughs> yeah. And we're winning, so... What could go wrong? Uh, all right, uh, uh, Gene, points, what's your favorite lose day? Lose points. Lose points. Uh, not today. <laughs> Uh, Today's Friday. a Friday. So, <laughs> so day, um, <laughs> the day after tomorrow. Uh, I have no strong feelings. I have no strong feelings either. So. Scott, uh, pick a day. Let's pick Monday. Monday. Mo- it Monday. Is. I am sorry. That is not the correct day for reasons that neither you or I can figure out. Would the other team like to guess if could you, you so could you have... Repeat, could you repeat one more time? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. Thanks. I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> when the day after tomorrow is yesterday, today will be as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. What is the day after this day? Saturday. I don't know. The day after tomorrow. Okay, so today's Friday. When the day after tomorrow is yesterday. So if the day after tomorrow is Thursday? Wait, are we saying that... I'm just working hypothetically. Today is actually yeah. Friday, right? So, like, let's work on a concrete example. So, the day after tomorrow... Yeah, is... Would be Sunday. Um, but when the day after tomorrow is yesterday, which is Thursday... Right. Right? Then today <laughs> okay. will be as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. I feel like you have to work backwards on this one. Yeah. So when the day before yesterday was tomorrow, what is the day after this day? So the only day we have in here that's actually a concrete day is Wednesday. Right. Is and it, we is know it that- Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be Wednesday because it's talking about Wednesday be as this day being as far from Wednesday. Yeah, but what if it's zero? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I realize I've just thrown a wrench in that. I apologize. <laughs> I got nothing. So what's the day after this day? Is it Sunday? 
I uh, yeah. This it's solvable, Which, but it's going to take more it. time than we have. Let's do Sunday. I'm sorry, it is not Sunday. The answer on the back of the card is Thursday. Ah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that was the other one. That was the other one that I was thinking about, but I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> Okay, so it was Wednesday. Today will be as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday is tomorrow. And then it's the day after that day is Thursday. Yes, so it was yeah. Wednesday. Okay. It was Wednesday. Is this is this card only Wednesday. playable on one day of the week? Does it change? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has this really great like uh, magic variable in the middle, like in workflow. It's so great. Team great. Yes. With Kathy, Dan, Thursday. and Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> if three cats catch three mice... In three minutes, how many cats would be needed to catch 100 mice in 100 minutes? Three cats catch three mice in three minutes. How many cats catch 100 mice in 100 minutes? Is that the question? Yes. Okay. So it takes three minutes for one cat to catch one mouse. In theory? Because each, it, okay. it's not a, like, a ranked, like, okay, and go. And right, then right. go. Like, so it takes three minutes. Can you name the cats, Kathy? <laughs> uh, Larry, Moe, and Curly. Excellent. Could you name the Obviously. mice? Obviously. <laughs> don't name, don't Dan, name, Dan, don't name the don't. mice. You don't get, Scott, 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 don't get attached. Right. It's not cereal, it's parallel. Is what we're, the issue yeah. is it's not yes, cereal, it's yes. parallel. It's not one it's mouse, parallel. one cat catching one mouse in one minute. Right. It's three cats catching three mice in three minutes. In three minutes. All right. So in a hundred minutes. So those same three cats would catch 33 mice in a hundred minutes. Yeah. That would, that, yes. Okay. So if they're going to catch the 33 mice in a hundred minutes in order to, you'd need to triple that, right? Right. Yeah. And then wouldn't you need one more in there for to cover that last mouse? In theory, so we're talking what, ten cats? Is that what we Ten? Ten cats? Three, six, nine. So if three mice if three cats catch three mice in three minutes, then six cats catch six mice. But also in is it also in three minutes? Yes. Because additional cats shouldn't cause additional time. Time, right. So if six cats catch six mice in three minutes, you increase the number of cats or increase the number of time. I, I kind of want an episode right. of Doctor Who where they just argue about this possibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going back to, in theory... It takes... Or what if we... It takes three minutes to catch a mouse. It takes, and we have a hundred minutes. Okay. To cat. So how many? I'm going to need an answer soon, team. To team, We're great. getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Sorry, Kathy, tease that out a little more. We were almost, I think you were on our. Okay. So 100 minutes divided into three minute chunks is 33 minutes. And a third. Yes. Yeah, and the the third is the part that's really throwing everything off. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not more help here. This is not okay. This, the way yeah, my brain works. Nope, me neither. <laughs> I'm gonna need an answer. Any number from? So let's say ten. Let's just go with ten cats because it takes. 
<sighs> I would tend to. I I, I yeah. think that's the best yeah. answer we have. And that covers that covers that extra mouse. So yeah, <laughs> ten, ten, ten cats. Ten cats. Ten cats. I like it. I like it. I'm sorry, but that's not the correct answer. Team two. It's not the answer you have on your card. <laughs> this guy reads my card. <laughs> yeah. Right. Reference acknowledged. Team two, do you, would you like to deliberate very briefly to figure out an answer to if three cats catch three mice in three minutes, how many cats would be needed to catch 100 mice in 100 minutes? One cat catches one mouse okay. in three minutes. Yeah. Two cats catch two mice in three minutes. If we have 100 minutes... And three cats, they catch 33 mice. Four cats is the answer. That's my theory. I don't understand your theory, but let's go with it. Is your answer four cats? Yes. I'm sorry, but that is not the correct answer either. Is it? What? Is it just three cats? Is it the same three cats? The same three cats average one mouse per minute. Therefore, in 100 minutes, they would catch 100 mice. 100 minutes, they'll catch 100 mice. Yeah. That was, oh, wait a second. I was getting there. Wait a second. I was getting okay. there. No, 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 that math is so wrong. Okay, so the 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 premise was three cats catch three mice in three minutes. You mean together they catch three mice, or they each catch three mice? Because I was going together they catch three mice. Yeah, together they catch three mice in three minutes. Therefore, mm-hmm. the group of cats is averaging one mouse per minute. Right. Therefore, in one hundred minutes, that They'll same group of mice. cats would. Get 100 mice. Yeah, I see I see where they're going with that. Here's the thing. Most oh, cats are not going to be that single-minded to keep catching mice. <laughs> it is also, not. also, if your house has 100 mice, you got other problems. Uh-huh. <laughs> True <laughs> enough. Um, I was if you got in, uh, three so cats. A, yeah. Okay, so the three cats in 100 minutes catch th- 100 mice. Okay. Our score currently, Team 2 has 11 points and Team Great has 10 Ooh. We are oh, very it's close. Nail biter. It's a nail biter. Stop biting my nails. <laughs> they're delicious. <laughs> but they're so delicious. First I bite the nails, then I eat the finger. The fact that multiple people <laughs> chiming in there was the worrying part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For team two, here is your final brain teaser. Jack Tar swam up to the bar and ordered a drink. He leaned over to Shadow and introduced himself. Oh, Shadow. It sure is great to be back in the city, said Jack. I just came from the barber who shaved off my four-month-old beard, and then I ate until I was ready to burst. I've been at sea searching for a sunken Spanish galleon for the last four months, and two days ago I finally found her. With a few thousand dollars, I'll secure the salvage rights and bring up a fortune. While gazing at the bathing beauties? What? Ew. No. <laughs> while gazing ah, the 80s <laughs> while gazing at them jack rubbed his tanned chin and oh. added by the way if you're interested for a few grand i could cut you in on the piece of the action <laughs> what ew yeah brian i'm not your business plan is not moving me is there a riddle in here <laughs> sorry jack replied shadow i'm afraid your credibility is rather low why would shadow say that Mm. let's see well yeah lack of business acumen um you went to the barber with the crappy haircut oh i i know why do you want me to do you want to say more bad things about him before i answer 
I nope. think we know. We know. Okay, it's because he. This one is even easier than the barber yeah, one. Yeah, because he has a four-month-old beard, but his chin is also tanned. Congratulations, Team Two! You have also he's trying to pull like a Nigerian prince scam at like a bar. <laughs> That's right. Plus, he swam, he swam up to the yeah. bar. in a pool. <laughs> I don't know. That really confused that's, me. That's that's not incredible. That's doable. <laughs> that's a lot of sales pitch up front. First of all, if you're going to con someone, you make them come to you. Yeah. That's the first rule. That's, right. that's how Brian got us here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now, Team Great, for your final answer. Shadow dropped in to visit his friend Captain Frank and found him sleeping on his couch. There was fresh blood on the ceiling above his head, but nowhere else in the room. <laughs> are we are we at, like distributed for like solving oh, murders? Wow. I, am, I am real concerned about the world building in mind trap. <laughs> also, I feel like Brian wants us to come up with a way to like cover up a murder he did. <laughs> Asking for a friend in this car. Could you tell me how to clean off blood? <laughs> There was fresh blood on the ceiling above his head, but nowhere else in the room. Shadow anxiously woke him to check his condition, only to find that everything was fine. It's a bad How haircut. How could Captain Frank's <laughs> blood be on the ceiling, but nowhere else? Projectile blood. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, all those years to see, he has horrible blood pressure. <laughs> How tall is Captain Frank? Um, Irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, um, what if he hit his head on the ceiling? Right. He was jumping sure up and down on the cha- on the couch. <laughs> he hit his head in the ceiling, fell unconscious, which is why he was sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and Are we sure it's blood? I don't see any I mean, problems wrong with this. An errant ketchup packet, perhaps? <laughs> Yeah, are we sure that it's Captain Frank's blood? Yes, it is Captain Frank's blood. <gasps> the twist. Captain Frank's blood is ketchup. <laughs> <gasps> Captain Frank is a tomato. <laughs> Captain Frank was already dead. All right, I, I'm gonna cut this one short. If you have any final answer, feel free to say it. Wait, we read the whole thing again. Yes. A shadow dropped in to visit his good friend Captain Frank and found him sleeping on the couch. There was fresh blood on the ceiling above his head, but nowhere else in the room. Shadow anxiously woke him to check his condition, only to find that everything was fine. How could Captain Frank's blood be on the ceiling, but nowhere else? Um, is Captain Frank a person or some kind of animal? Captain Frank is indeed a person. Okay. Not a bird. <laughs> Captain Frank was murdered in the upstairs room and you're talking to his ghost. What if the blood seeped through from upstairs? It does say Captain Frank's blood. Eh? I thought yeah, about- he could have been upstairs. So you're going with my joke ghost answer? Is that what you're going with? <laughs> no. He was upstairs, he bled through the floor, and then he went downstairs, took a nap. How hard is this? Is that your final answer? <laughs> Nowhere okay. else. It is a not that. I still like my jumping up and down on the sofa. Two, Tony Jean Scott, do you have any theories as to why there's blood on the ceiling? As I told those police officers, I don't know how it got there. I wasn't, it wasn't there when I got here. Uh, perhaps he sneezed? Is that uh, a little bloody mucus, Captain? Uh, <laughs> Explain to me Ew. how you sneeze onto the ceiling, and then I will be impressed. Oh, I've done it. Scott is very tall. You know what? I he, Dan, Dan, wants, Dan, he bled so much that it soaked through the floor and ceiling of the apartment above, and then <laughs> went downstairs, the was made out of the bleeding, and had a nap, wants to know how someone <laughs> Didn't say sneeze. what the floor was made out of if the floor was very porous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
The floor is made of a single sheet of printer paper. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's not supposed to be anywhere else. So that's like, you know, hmm. just seeping through the ceiling. It would also fall on the floor below. Yeah. Um, what if you race down in time to catch it in his mouth? <laughs> Is it, Dan in this scenario? Is Captain Frank a time traveling ghost? Is that <laughs> is that where we're going? Right, two, you've got another fifteen seconds to figure out some way to answer this. Team, team two, I'd like to point out that we've already won, so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, it kind of matters. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Captain Frank is already dead. <laughs> No, he's fine. Apparently, no, he in this isn't. scenario, Shadow is a doctor. Um. I am so glad that we're going out on this answer. Are you ready for why there was blood on the ceiling? Yes. I don't know about this. It's Dr. Quantum's blood. Captain Frank had swatted a mosquito that had been feasting on him while he tried to sleep. How much blood? Uh, what? Yeah. How did he reach the ceiling? I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I what? have so many questions. With the fly sweater. Somebody wrote that down on a card and thought it was a good idea to print, and now here we are reading it, making fun of him. <laughs> so it's like a bug did occur to me, but I didn't think about that being his own blood in a mosquito. That is, that's where they get you. Yeah. That's how I don't they feel like you. that would be enough blood to cause concern, <laughs> right? It, For them to even see. It's a big mosquito. No, I've swatted a mosquito and had it be. Full of gross blood. No, I mean, it That's would really cause gross. concern for the uh, the crime scene investigation team when they came uh, in, but oh, not guys, for Shadow. Forgot to mention, Captain Frank is a mouse. No one ever asked. Captain Frank's a mouse, so. <laughs> Why did Captain Frank not clean off the blood after he swatted a mosquito on the ceiling? Yeah, I'll just leave that there and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was exhausting tra- tracking down that You know mosquito. what? That's a less disturbing answer than my uh, my alternate theory of uh, blood balloon fight. Um, <laughs> my favorite alternate title for Die Hard. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this game of Mind Trap. Congratulations to Team 2 for winning our inaugural and probably last game of Mind Trap here on the Incomparable Network. Thank you so much to my panelists, Kathy Campbell, Dan Morin, Marisa McClellan, Tony Sindelar, Gene McDonald, and Scott McNulty. Thank you also for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Incomparable Game Show.